Hi everyone, this is Andrew. Just want to say before the episode starts that we will be going into deep detail of The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, we hop around quite a bit, so we're not really going in order of the story. We just figured mainly if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you've already played the game. So I hope you enjoy the episode. And if you have not played Last of Us Part 2, I highly suggest you play it and come back and listen to this episode. This cover that's about to play is fingerstyle guitar cover of The Last of Us Part 2 main theme by Gus Music. So make sure to check out our website because we'll have more information on Gus Music for you to check out. This is Andrew Gonzalez. I guess I'm Josh Edgington. Oh and my god. This is <laughs> And this is 8-bit movie review, the podcast where we watch movies and series based on video games. And this week, part of our monthly video game discussion, we discuss Last of Us. Well, well let me back up. The Last of Us Part 2. I always say Last of Us instead of The Last of Us, but I think that's like a common thing. Yeah, but it's called The Last of Us. Show some goddamn respect. Now, I know that was a little long, Josh, but I had to. Dude, I just played that. <laughs> I was trying to replay the game a bit before we recorded, and I started Thursday, and I did that this morning, and I was just like, oh, God. The scene where she brutally tortures Nora with that pipe. Just the sounds. Like, kudos <laughs> to the sound design team in this game, which I believe they won awards for. <laughs> Even just like hearing that in the headset, I was just kind of like, oh, my God. But I might I might re go back and re-edit it. And right before she does the first hit, then at, put the intro back right there. Just like so when people are expecting it and then they just hear, welcome back, gamers. No, at least leave one of those in there. <laughs> Just one of the splorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking brutal. Yeah, it's it's very graphic sounding. Aria, stop. No no hamburger. Oh, this is a pie. <laughs> We're going to put it there. <clears throat> no, no, no. Um, so for... 
for people that haven't listened to the previous episode, I have been playing Last of Us back to back, part one and two. And since I pretty much just finished this, what it was like last week? Yeah, I think you finished. Um, did you finish last week? Yes. Well, I you finished. I wasn't watching when you finished the game. You you did it on your own, so I don't know when you actually finished it. I think it was maybe maybe last. It, um. Yeah, it was last week. I'm going to say it was last week. Fine. Not of this recording, but of not of this release, but of when we're recording. And um, before we get further into it, I did want to say, Josh, did you hear the news about the HBO Last of Us series? Um, Like like new news? I, I know yes. that they cast Marlene. Yep. Um, I didn't hear really anything else. Well, that's what I was going to say, that oh. it's the original voice actor. Who played Marlene in The Last of Us? Oh, they actually got that person to uh, be Marlene. Yep, I think her name. I'm uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. Merle uh, Dandridge. Oh shit. Yep. See, that's what they should have done. Uh, they, because uh, I mean, like, well, Ellie would probably be a little difficult. Uh, they would definitely need someone younger. But honestly, if they can get somebody that can do really good ADR, I would be okay with that if they just ADR'd her voice over the actress. Yeah, yeah. Because what is it? Uh, the chick from uh, the young girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Ram. Who played? Uh, what was her name? Um, she was Liana uh, Mormont. Yeah, was that it? Liana, Liana Mormont. Yeah, she was badass in that. She, I mean, yeah. She. That's why they took a throwaway character and they gave her more screen time because of her impact. As just like, okay, that little girl's a fucking killer. I want more of that. Yeah, not that- in a weird way though. You just made it weird. Um, you addressing it made it weird, Andrew. She's old enough to bang now. <laughs> no, she's not. We're too old for everybody. So that's cool that they're going to uh, bring that actor, the voice actor, in to actually play it. Because I know, like, you know, for the most part, um, like, I think a good example is the Into the Spider-Verse movie. They, they kind of portray the voice actor's like their characters kind of look like them. So if they needed to do a live action version of it, they could just bring the actual people that did the voice acting in to be them in live action. So they're very similar looking. And it's just also, you know, it's good when you can do that because um, I, I'm pretty sure for a lot of like animation fans and stuff like that, uh, you know, it's the voices that really make the character mm-hmm. and make you like kind of fall in love with them. And uh, I spoke about this on, fandom at random when i was on there talking about invincible when i heard that they're doing an invincible movie i think it would be cool to watch but the voices in the show are just so to me at this point iconic they're perfect and just to see like while live action and knowing they're not going to sound like that it just kind of they're going to sound like children because they're teenagers (laughs) but in the last of us that's the thing too at what playing the game and knowing that there's going to be a show i'm just like Hmm, Joel's going to now sound like Pedro Pascal. So. Yeah, but I uh, to counterpoint, I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to pull it off. Oh, he's going to knock he can, it out He can do that man. like, uh, he can do like a Southern Texas type accent. I actually just watched a movie with him in it that he does that. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that movie? It was on, uh, it's on Netflix. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like a old like it's kind of sci-fi-ish with like old like 80s sci-fi technology it's kind of cool well good thing you know the name of it i'll look it up i'm looking at it right now 
Gonna, it's a lot of editing I'm doing for myself today. Um, this is good radio right here. This is great radio right here. Prospect. The name of the movie was Prospect. I'm glad everyone held on for that. Yeah, hold on to your seats. It only can go get better from here. Only can. I guess. I guess it could get worse. Well, you know, only if you're Joel. Oh, yikes! Too soon, huh? <laughs> I don't. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so the last Last of Us Part Two, Josh. Now this is probably one of your favorite games. I, I'd like to say no, that, no, no. It's not. No. Last of Us Part One is my favorite. Okay. Game. Well, I should back up and say the Last of Us series as a whole is probably series. one of my favorite series. Yes, series. The first game to me, I think, is is perfect. The second game definitely is really, really, really good and excels in a lot of areas. But I, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite games, just because there are also things that I didn't like. But I do like. Probably 98% of everything. Most of the stuff that I don't like isn't even like things in the game or how the game progresses. It's just how things were handled during the development and some of the tactics used to, I'll say, misdirect fans before the game released. Yeah. And um, actually, right before we get into it, and I'll probably add one in the beginning, but if I feel lazy about editing, I'm going to add it right now. At this point, if you have not played The Last of Us Part 2 and think this this is just going to be a slight overview of the game, you're wrong. We're yeah. going <laughs> deep into everything. We are treading into spoiler territory yeah. immediately. Yeah, you can't tell the story of this game without telling the, the spoilers. You can't. There's no way. But if you don't care about spoilers... Keep well, on listening. Yeah. This Keep- game's been out a year. If you had any intentions of ever playing it, you probably should have played it already. The plot leaked months before the game came out. So you probably heard about all of the big plot points in this game anyway. So, um, and yeah. And also, if you're thinking, oh, you know what? I've been planning just playing this and I'm not going to play the first one. No. no, you can't. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's not one of those games. I know mo- majority of games do that. They, they want you to fully just like play it and then maybe go back to the old one. But nope, Naughty Dog definitely with this was like, you have to play the first one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is like a general overview of at the very beginning of the game that kind of tells you what happened at the end of the first game. But you are not going to care enough about the characters affected in this game. And you miss out on a lot like of uh, a lot of really fucked up stuff happens in the first game. Yeah. It it just, it makes, it makes the impact of things that happen in the second one uh, pay off way better. Yeah. A lot of the flashback scenes won't matter to someone if they haven't played it, they won't care seeing that character development. If they didn't get that whole character development and the relationship development in the first game, so, yeah, um, I would strongly recommend playing both of these games back to back like Andrew did. Yeah, and it was a ride. It's quite uh, the ride. I um, I think I like this one better. Um, the first one, I think I had to replay the first one. I think I just dragged my feet on it uh, a little bit. And it made like, because when we discussed the last time, I even forgot like a lot of the story where 
and it might have been because of the pandemic and everything going on in depression and I just couldn't play it as constantly but this one I could not fucking put it down like I yeah. I was Josh would even tell you I, I'd send him like text messages at like three in the morning and be like holy shit <laughs> like oh my god and I'd just like wake up and be like oh Andrew got he got pretty far and I'm like yep told you keep playing damn and then go back to bed <laughs> So The Last of Us Part 2 was released on June 19th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh won uh Game of Game Award. Well, I don't know why they call it Game Award for Game of the Year. It won Game of the Year. Uh it had it still has very mixed reviews. Very mixed reviews. Um No, I think uh I think what you just uh misunderstood in that last thing is it holds the most records for Game of the Year awards. So when they did the Game of the Year awards last year, this won like so many records like for sound design, game development. I actually have it. You know what? Let's do let's honor this game correctly. I have the list of the awards. Oh shit. Yeah, do it. Um it won for Game of the Award Year. Yep, that's what you got. And it won Best Performance. Most anticipated game, which yes, oh, that was in 2017. It won in 2017, but it wasn't even out yet. That's that's how crazy. Yes, because they dropped like a small teaser of information about it back then. And uh, best narrative, hell yeah. Um, and then uh, it won a BAFTA Games of Award for EE Game of the Year. Uh, performer in leading. Uh, div- you said uh, design, uh, best action adventure, mm-hmm. audio design, game direction, outstanding video. It just goes on. Like best I- performance for Laura Bailey as Abby. Even though I could see it going both ways, and I have also seen an interview where Laura Bailey uh, basically said that she, there's no way she would have won that award if it wasn't for working with Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker on this game. Like she is a huge voice actor. Laura Bailey, she, she I, I don't have every one of her roles, but I know just recently she played Black Widow in the Avengers game that we both played. Um, she is Kid Trunks in from Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball, whichever one it is. And that's that's what she's done. She's also in that um that critical role show with with Ashley Johnson, Matt Mercer, a bunch of people where they play like D&D. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's on that show with them. For for a moment, I was like, is he trying to say the Nick Kroll show? Not Nick Kroll. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Critical role. Yeah, Nick Kroll. (laughs) Yep, that's exactly Kroll show. Yeah, she was on that. Well, I believe Last of Us won. it's, It's nice, actually, to see that voice actors are finally becoming a little bit more well known and getting more credit because the work that they do is unbelievable and the amount of work they pump out in in the little time that they yeah. have is unbelievable you know and some people think oh that's easy because they're not like acting but it's like no they have to make a character sound like what the creative director wants them to sound like that's not you can't just do that oh with these main characters they're not only doing the voice work they're the people wearing the motion capture suits and doing all of the traversal stuff riding horses to make sure that in the game it's accurate and and that's that was going to bring up my next point that's what level that's what has leveled up voice actors in the past you know 10 to 20 years is that instead of just being a voice actor and you know okay well i need you to take this and do give me 15 different ways you're going to say it now they have to do that 
on top of actually like, okay, well, we need you to hold a gun while you're riding on a horse in studio and you and the horse are both wearing suits <laughs> so we can get the motion perfect in this game. It's like now they really deserve accolades because the game would not look as lifelike and wouldn't feel as much of a movie if it weren't for mo- motion capture and all that new stuff they're doing. And uh, to make the next point, I'll actually ask you, um, would you agree that video games is pretty much which is has enhanced the popularity of voice acting absolutely knowing who they are and it because and i think last of us is one of the big one of them uh yeah there were others before like i think the mass effect games did the same thing with motion capture but i'm I'm not 100 percent on mass effect but i like you know troy baker and you could correct me if i'm wrong i could i think could thank thank most of his career for last of us right because he didn't really blow up until after this i would say this might be that that might be his biggest character or his most well-known character, but I know he's also done a shitload. Well, he also did. Um, I uh, he he was the voice of the main character in Lord of the Rings: Shadows of Mordor, and he, oh, okay. he even uh, directed the second one. Oh shit! Nice. So you know he's he's doing pretty well. <laughs> he's the Hulk too, isn't he? Oh yeah, he he did the voice for no. I think he did the voice for Bruce Banner. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Ban- yeah. but Banner is Hulk. Come on. But I think Banner is voiced by someone else. You mean Hulk? Yeah, the other thing, the other one, the other Not way the, around. Yeah, the other way around. Yeah. But we're talking about a way better game right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> how do we want to start this? Do we want you know what? Do we want to s- describe how we felt? Things were going to go forward before we got to the beginning part where things held just our worlds and et- no, let me back that up where everybody's world watching this just fucking crumbled. Uh, yeah, let's do that. But first, let's let me read the quick like paragraph plot summary for this game. And then before we actually jump into the story, like you said, let's each talk about what we thought this how that we thought this game was going to progress before we actually played it um so uh this game is set five years after the last of us which is in 2013 um actually never mind scratch the last part because that game the game it doesn't take place in 2013 all right so i'm just gonna say it again set five years after the last of us the game focuses on two playable characters in a post-apocalyptic united states whose lives intertwine Ellie, who sets out for revenge after such suffering a tragedy, and Abby, a soldier who becomes involved in a conflict between her militia and a religious cult. End of game. So, um, so if you uh, want to send us an email at eight bit movie, yeah, end of podcast. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll I'll talk a little bit since I kind of was following the trailers and everything. Um, I thought Abby was gonna be Ellie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, or like someone related to her? Well, she she was like a firefly, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that, that the one be trailer we got was the was the scene in the pitch black forest where she gets caught by the seraphites and is um, hung up, and uh, y- Yara gets her arm crushed, 
and Lev saves them. That's the o- and it ended right before the infected come out of the woods that you have to fight with a hammer, which that's a badass fucking part. You know what? I forgot that that was a release because when I saw that in the game, I was like, this seems familiar to me for some reason. I must have seen like a trailer or something. Yeah. For this. So that's all we got. And I was like, who the fuck is that character? So I was just like, is she related to Ellie or something like that? So how I thought the game was going to go, because, again, one of the other trailers showed, you know, Ellie and Dina talking a little bit um, and then like them going out. So basically the trailer show is trying to show you that when they're in that blizzard after the on the patrol day, Dina gets taken hostage because then it cuts to her walking down the bloody stairs going into the basement of the estate. And then it shows her pinned to the ground and then you hear a gunshot <laughs> and then you hear Ellie saying like, I'm going to kill all of these motherfuckers. And it just shows a bunch of like combat footage. So I assumed like, okay, Dina gets killed. Dina's Ellie's girlfriend gets killed and you are going on a revenge quest. I'm like, easy. That makes sense. And they showed Joel at the end of that trailer be, being like, you think I'll let you do this on your own? And I was like, oh, fucking Papa Joel is going to help out. He'll probably die at the end of the game, like trying to like I I knew that the conflict of her kind of knowing what happened at the end of the first game was going to play in here. But I thought it was going to be more through their travels. They uh, like they would find out that the group that came after them and killed Dina were tied to what happened so that through somehow like someone would tell Ellie this is what Joel did. They would have a falling out. Then, like, Joel would sacrifice himself to save Ellie, and then maybe they say uh, they get revenge for Dina, whatever. I didn't know how the end was going to be, but I just assumed that was going to be. Like, they go after Dina's killers. Joel dies at some point, but they do. She does find out what happened. And, um, and yeah, it was going to be a bloody, disturbing adventure. Yeah. So, so you. Um... I think, well, besides some other thing, uh, very kind of similar. Coming right off the first one, <clears throat> if you haven't, and you decided just to listen anyway, and you haven't played the first one, it ends with Ellie. Um, Ellie's on a surgical table, and she has something in her brain that can make a vaccine and save everyone. Yeah, she's immune to the infestation that's going on in the world. Yeah. This apocalypse. Yeah. And... They said to Joel, like, she's going to die when we take it out and you need to either deal with it or and walk away or we'll kill you. And he kills all them and saves Ellie. Or we'll kill you. (laughs) And he tell Ellie asks what happened and he lies to Ellie and says, you know, they there was many immune and they couldn't there was nothing for you there. And that that was it. He doesn't want to talk about it. And of course, in the game, they do a quick like Joel tells Tommy Everything that happened. So I thought we were going to get kind of the cliche, like two main characters, one main character knows a secret and the other main character gets mad. And then there will be a small rivalry for a little while. And I thought that's what it was going to be. And then the characters would come back together to fight a more evil than both of them. And boy, was I fucking wrong. Dead wrong. (laughs) Dead wrong. Like, And um, I think that's what the game developers were banking on. And that's why they put out such misleading trailers was to make you think that, hey, we're getting the band back together for the second game. You remember those two characters you loved? Yeah, they might have their conflicts, 
but they're going to be hanging out, palling around, killing some fucking humans, yeah. killing some infected. And uh, we didn't get that. No. We didn't get that at all. And uh, uh, and people lost their shit. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, I'm, I'm going to read some comments later. And damn, man, the way that people just fucking... Got so angry at this part alone. Yeah, the plot, the plot leaked a couple months before. And I mean, we can just say it because this is a spoiler. Yeah, it, Joel is killed very early in this game. He in a very brutal like 20 way. minutes in. No, no, it's it's it takes you about an hour and a half to get to that point. Um, if you're not skipping every cutscene, and if you don't know where you, if you know where you're going, yeah, you can probably get there in 30 minutes. But oh, yeah, that's um, true. Because you got to be Abby and stuff. too. Yeah. Um, he's killed very early in the game by just a r- mysterious person. Um, you don't really get any other information other than that. It's very brutal and drawn out and they make you see very graphic things. Um, they make you, they put you in Ellie's shoes as she's grieving. They force you to go through his house <laughs> and through his shit. Oh, uh, that was so sad. Ellie goes up to the closet and like smells, smells his jacket, his yeah. jacket. And yeah, dude. Just- uh, so I didn't, I didn't like tear up when the, uh, when the, you know, when he died, I didn't, but going through the house and like seeing like he had a picture of Ellie and him next to the picture of him and his, his kid, Sarah, who died in the first game. Um, the smelling the jacket thing, him keeping like her artwork that she made years before. And uh, one other small detail you may have missed is on the table right next to his bed is idiot's guide to space, which shows us that he was trying to learn about one of Ellie's hobbies because she wanted to be an astronaut she was really interested in space so he's trying to learn about stuff that she was uh, interested in I, I, I might have missed that maybe i didn't because i was pretty good at searching in this game but uh it's not even something you can interact with you he, have to like just oh, look okay at it on then the i probably i probably missed it but he is reading one of her comic books in, a, in one of the mm-hmm. flashbacks we get later so he's trying you know um yep. trying to be a good papa joel yeah and I think we just we discussed this in the in the first one that, well, in my opinion, you know, everybody there's the whole thing about people just like, is Joel wrong? I think what Joel did was right. And I think he's selfish. But I think if anyone if if either mere okay here's the here, let's put you in this situation. The immune person is your niece. You travel like you're a strange niece, like maybe you guys had a falling out, but you bring her across the country. And you can't drive <laughs> for the most part because there's no cars. You don't even have a horse. You get all the way across the country. This person saves your life at one point at the, and almost gets fucking eaten and raped because of it. <laughs> and then you're just supposed to allow them to just die after they've helped you get over the trauma of losing your daughter on day one of this apocalypse. Uh, I would probably have made the same decision as Joel. But I know that that's a selfish decision. Yeah, it is. But it, it's exactly what you said. Like, you know, um, you have this connection to somebody, somebody you traveled with, and then it's all of a sudden you're, you're made to make this decision. But And I discussed this with you before. It shouldn't have been either of the, their decisions. The fact that the Fireflies just said to Joel, I think it would have went down differently if they waited for Ellie to wake up and put them both in the same room and just say, hey, so this is your options. And like, I know it's putting a lot on you. 
and it has to be your choice. You know, um, they all talk about humanity, like especially the the wolves, the leftover fireflies, um, but and being like a good person and shit like that. But the fact that they were just like going to let her just be conked out and just do it in the last, you know, her last memory would have been being knocked out. I forgot what led to that, but like, uh, yeah, it was one, it's the underground subway section. Yes. And then you're jumping over like, uh, downed buses and she's trying to help Joel out of one and she falls and she, yeah. And then you pull her out of the water, but she's unconscious. Yeah. Cause that would have been her swim. last scene and dead. And I think, you know, instead of telling Joel, well, this is what we're going to do and you have no choice. And I think that just, you know, you're telling a broken man the thing that's been patching up together. He has no choice. She has no choice. This is how it's going to be. And that's what happened. Yep. But it doesn't make what Joel did right. No, it doesn't. So those people but that it are, does make for a goddamn good story. It does make for <laughs> a goddamn good story. And it does set up this whole story and it. I know this is odd to say, but it justifies Abby's choice. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I think all these people that are all pissed off that that Joel died. Yeah, it would have been nice to play as Joel, but come on. The best thing about playing a new game is playing a new game. And when you get different mechanics and play different characters, that's what makes the game more interesting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I, I, you know, it's just people wanted the same game, but you're going to get the same game and you're going to get it remastered and people are probably still going to bitch about it being like, ah, they didn't need to add this mechanic. Yeah, I'll be complaining all the way till I finish it. Like, this sucks. It looks so good. And they fixed this thing. <laughs> God damn it. Perfect. I hate, I hate playing this perfect game over again. <laughs> I, I actually uh, am excited, now I am, uh, to play it again. I think it's stupid that they're going to remaster it, but the mechanics that they added in this game, chef's kiss people. like the Even just the little dodge and going prone. prone. If that was in the first game, come on now. Proning is the fucking best. It, yeah. it, it is such a good addition. You could crawl under cars, you can hide in the grass. You can like set up bombs in the grass while you're probed. Like it's it's fucking. I thought I thought the I that's what made me love this game so much more. I loved the mechanics in this game. The things that they did, fucking just breaking into a building by smashing a window and like you nothing tells you to do that. You nope. just like just it, you don't have to do that stuff either. Yeah, but if, if you it's 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 one of the first games I remember where you you do that like because i've played several games that are post-apocalyptic and you'll always see like oh the door has shit in front of it like a barrel or a mattress or something like well can't go in there but you see a fucking glass window why can't i just throw a brick or something through that window and climb in exactly real that's what really would happen and that's what this game introduces it's like yes there are still some places you cannot get into no matter what but if you look around maybe you'll find a window and then you could just smash the window and climb in. And usually that leads to a lot of just extra shit that you don't didn't necessarily need to find. But it always helps, especially if you're playing in harder difficulties, because then just nothing, no resources ever show up. Well, I've heard I've um, I've heard a lot of comments. People complain. Again, the, some of the complaints on this are so stupid that there's too many um, that there's too many items, even on grounded mode. And there is, if you go into settings, you can adjust 
uh, items spawning. You can yeah. get you can get rid of that if you want. Yeah. But like, that's such a stupid thing to complain about because that was one of my complaints opposite of the first one. Wide areas, and I'm just searching and searching and searching, and there's nothing but a fucking firefly coin, and it's like or nothing. And I liked that in this game, I felt like every time I went to a different area, there was something. It, it made searching t- more enjoyable and made me want to hunt out more items. And I honestly don't know what that th- that person's talking about because I have played on grounded mode and no, <laughs> there's way less resources or OK, so maybe you will find resources in the same area. It's not going to be a half a resource or three quarters of a resource. It's going to be a quarter of a resource and then you need to get the rest. You need to find more to have one total resource to use. Like it'll be less of something as opposed to giving you a full like alcohol thing. It'll give you a quarter of one. Yeah. So it's and no, there's less bullets everywhere or no bullets like no, that person's not right. But this game, this game was subject to right when the plot leaked. A ton and like right when the game came out, coordinated critic uh, like just vote downs, like a widespread like just people going after the game and voting it down or like uh, going on like um, Metacritic and different, um, you know, websites where you can like vote on shit. Yeah. Like just voting this a shitty game, even though they will never play it or haven't played it. Just because, A, they read that plot point about Joel dying and they were just so upset about it. They're like, fuck this game. I'm never going to play it. Or B, they read that there is a transgender character and then they just assumed that it was Abby because she is a muscular female character. When, to be quite honest, like, I don't mind representation in video games. And the fact that one of the characters is transgender, it didn't even dawn on me until it's told you're told towards like the uh end of seattle day three as abby and at that point i was like oh so they went the angle of like religious cults like each member is assigned like a role and this person wanted to be a warrior but they were told they had to be a bride to an elder and they said fuck that and they were cast out of the village end of story and i thought that was a nice like the way that they did it they didn't dwell on it it was a nice little niche um it made sense in this type of society yeah. and the way that people freaked out about it. It was, it was so stupid. They, the thing is, and um, I'm only quoting this from, uh, if you haven't listened to it, the podcast, how did this get played? They discussed left behind right before they reviewed last of us part two. And I didn't realize this, but apparently there was a lot of backlash about when Ellie kisses that girl. Yeah, and and left uh left behind. There was even uh, uh the ho- the I the host of uh how this get played read a comment where some somebody was like, I just I can't play these games anymore. I can't believe they showed Ellie like that. And it's like, what? Are you kidding me? Who cares? Like, yeah, seriously. You know that's what's gonna upset you, but. I bet you they were like, wait till they see what Ellie's like in this. And I'm not talking, you know, sexuality, <laughs> like the shit that Ellie does in this. Like, oh, my God. Well, they, yeah, they just didn't play this game because, yes, there is a depiction of a lesbian relationship in this game. I know. What a horror. 
it was kind of it was nice like it uh, you know i'm, I'm not so lesbian, scared huh? gay. <laughs> like it's just um you know uh my close friend was gay and like just he used to always say like how there's nothing really in tv and like now there is but yeah. you know or video games especially there hasn't been many like main characters that are gay in video games main no. characters and it in it, listen people if you let that shit bother you you got some other problems it's a video game it's yeah like seriously their relationship has no impact on like the story in a major way the story is it's just a revenge story and people just saying like oh this game is woke and it's like this stuff happens in real life this is real stuff so when you say woke like in saying it negatively yeah the the world needs to fucking wake up people are gay people are transgender they want to see that shit they they have the right to see that in video games and movies and stuff if you want to stick your head in the sand that's fine but you miss out on a great game yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I think it really was just people thought that Abby was the transgender character because they see like. Well, I only thought that because you said yeah, that you, people got pissed by a transgender character. And I just kept seeing this girl get buffer and buffer. And I'm like, does she become a man? <laughs> no, Andrew, that's not how it works. They don't well, just work out until, hey, I sprouted a penis. That's well, I not didn't how know, you know, maybe this, she was taking hormones. And I, I know this is going to make me sound stupid. But when they were talking about a surgery at the end, when Al, Al, bleh, Ellie stabs a pregnant girl, um, what was that girl's name? Mel. Uh, Mel, yeah. And uh, you don't know what happened yet because you're playing as Ellie. I'm like, oh, did did Abby get a sex change, and that's why the her friends are mad at her? Like. Good God. <laughs> well, I I was waiting for the transgender thing to come into play because I heard well, about it. Yeah, I mentioned that. And you were like, yeah, who's the transgender character? And I'm like, well, I can't tell you because that's like a thing that's kind of revealed in the within the story. Like you get that little hint when you when Abby is playing uh, traveling with uh, Lev when you go to get the medicine and the, the kit for Yara and uh, like the other uh, Seraphites call lev lily and there's just like that little conversation where lev is like did you hear what they called me and yara's like yep and she's like do you want to talk about it and they're like no it's like okay it's like all right that's it <laughs> it's like a little it's like oh that's a girl's name okay but it's just like it doesn't matter it's I such a minor plot thing like what for people to get as upset as they did to coordinate like low scoring like critic reviews like on multiple websites just to tr see this game flop and then it like turned around and won like the most fucking awards at game of the year awards it's just like how pathetic of a person must you be to get that pissed off about a video game yeah and then the same people are sending death threats to like laura bailey who's like she's a fucking voice actress the internet's given power Leave to too alone. many, too much people. Yeah, it's no, just, it's it's just that thing of like you can say something on the internet and no one can just punch you in the face. And I think if people had more access to getting punched in the face from you know a direct result of the things they say, um, they probably wouldn't say as much shit on the internet because then they'd get punched in the face like it used to work. Because <laughs> <laughs> before you wanted to talk shit to someone, you had to go up to them <laughs> and be yeah, like, "Hey, fuck you," and they're like, well, I'll punch "But then you those in the face. same people that." Who are the ones that are right now complaining about cancel culture where they're like, why can't I say shitty things and still be famous? 
uh, then they'll be like, oh, man, we got to get rid of punch in the face culture. It's 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 too woke. <laughs> it's too woke. I got punched in the face just because I hate transgender people. What do you mean I can't have this bigoted opinion without repercussions? This is America. That's fucking bullshit. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Storm the Capitol again. Stop the steal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Every time I think of that shit, I just get. So how have you been stopping the steal lately, Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) Protesting on any major highway? Uh, Just like every other Trump supporter, just singing at home, jerking off, and just yelling on the computer. Yelling at any black person on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Get off my TV. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to watch another Tyler Perry movie. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Tyler Perry has made more money than most white people combined. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That just reminded me of you saying that. I totally got to get a hallelujah. Like hallelujah. Sound, sound effect on this boy. Uh, you know what? I don't think you do. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, I do. I can't just keep using. I know. You can. <laughs> China. It's so aggressive. It's very, very. very he, and what's fun. funny is like the Street Fighter guy doesn't say any other country as aggressive as. As China. Like oh, he, I wanted you to hit the button when I said. Oh, as say, I'll just do it and then I'll back it up. China. Uh, it he just he, it's like he didn't want to say it. I'm like, come on, man. You got to say it. You, get, you just say it. Dude, U- USA. Ju- just say it. China. China. And that's all you get. You get one China. One chi- <laughs> one China, please. One You know what's China. a great video is there was this uh jazz bass player who wrote who was playing music um and it was looping clips of every time Trump had said China before he became president. And it was just like China, China, China. And the guy's like, do 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 China, 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 China. Those people miss Trump because they can't do funny videos like that anymore. Yeah, you can can probably still find Trump videos to play improv jazz bass over. He just like hides in Mar Logo and just yells at the GOP. Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, the longer he hides in Mar a Lago, the more his Secret Service has to pay like $40,000 a week just to stay there and protect him for the rest of his life. It goes into his, uh, in, doesn't he own that resort? Yes. So, yeah, he gets the money. Of so course. Good for him. You think Donald Trump liked last, The Last of Us Part Two? Um, No. no. I relate to Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I like the China boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the China man, Jesse. Now, if, if Trump would actually say... I like the let's be I like correct, Seth. The I China like Seth. girl. No, no, no. He's like, I like Seth. He likes the guy that called Ellie and Dina a dyke at the fucking. <laughs> He's like, I side with that guy. He has the right f- 40 years in the post apocalypse to call people <laughs> that word. It's just like when I played that part again, I was like, OK, so at this point, it's been like 30 years, I'm guessing, because it was 20 it was 20 after Joel, Joel Day Zero lost Sarah, 20 years passed, and then it probably took about a year for them to travel across the country. So this game takes place four years. Okay, so we'll just say 30. 30 years have passed. 
Yeah, this guy would have been pretty young when around 2013 when the gay yeah. movement was like pretty much. 2013, this guy was probably <laughs> like 20, 20 something maybe. And at this point, he's still a bigot. It's like, well, dude, there's people eating people outside of this community walls. <laughs> and, and you want to have bigoted views and care if people are gay? What the fuck? Well, that's the thing I've noticed about this town that like, you know, obviously some of them that go out uh, in Jackson to like scout. But then you get people that stay inside like this guy. I think he's just like a bartender. Yeah, I think he comfy. runs. It's, it's that's like a diner slash slash bar because you can get food there, I think is what they say. Oh, especially for free for calling someone a dyke. And that's your apology. Here's just two it's, sandwiches. It's steak. <laughs> yeah, steak. And it's like, no, you should be like saying I'm fucking sorry. I'm an asshole. But again, yeah, all, like, he, all he's, he did the typical thing where it's like, well, I had too much to drink last night. It's like, so when you have too much to drink, you allow yourself to tell your inner truth. Cool. Oh no, I've drinking too much, Josh. I'm I'm, I'm gonna a say the I'm gonna say the D word. Oh no, and not the acceptable one. I hate people with different sexual sexual relations than me. Oh God, if I have two more beers, I'm gonna call every Jewish person I know. I better not see a black guy. <laughs> you black guys better stay back. <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm drinking. And it's when like I they're drink, turning into a werewolf, but they're just turning into like a, a bigot, a bigot werewolf. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the sun is o- no, uh, the moon is turning orange. Talking about bigots, you know. <laughs> I meant talking about werewolves. Go Welcome play Resident Evil podcast, Village. <laughs> talking about bigots. <laughs> I, I meant to say werewolves, but I got bigots on the mind, boy. Speaking of werewolves, check out Resident Evil 8. Which we will be discussing at some point because... Yeah, you got to play it. Yeah, well, I got to stop being a scary cat. I've already beat it four times so far, dude. Get on it. I'm about to play it again. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. So what else do we want to get into this? We're at 40 minutes, but probably... probably We're 40 minutes already? Yeah. Oh my, we haven't uh, even like talked about the story. That's why I think we could brush over this yeah, story and yeah, talk. I'd, I'd like to talk more, even more about like the gameplay, the controversial stuff and um, <laughs> just the things that they added to this, you know, uh, and I, we usually just get into the story, but we're going to brush over it, everyone. And also because there's just so much to cover in this game. And like I said, the scenery, the gameplay, the, the shit that they added, um, like, I loved the fucking uh, the the because they didn't have like the rope throw. No, no, no. The in, rope uh, physics puzzles they threw in. Yeah, those were awesome. They were awesome. Like the way that Ellie like would constantly move the rope. That's what I like too. The characters were always doing something. Like it was just so realistic. Yeah, and again, that's why you know using motion capture. And those suits, you get all, you get their 360 motion. It's not just like, and they do these, like, they get those, like, dots and stuff all over their face. So, like, it, like, gets their pores and the stretch of their muscles and shit. So, it's like, that just looks like a power person normally talks. And I will say, like, yeah, maybe it's not fucking 100% perfect. But it's probably the closest we'll ever get to, like, lifelike realism in a video game. I don't really, I don't see how video games could get much better and more realistic than what we've already gotten. At this yeah, point. the the graphics in this game were, they were so good that I remember Josh being like, no, that's just what he looked like. I was just like, 
is it like in the future now at the beginning? Because Joel and Tommy just look so worn down. And he's like, no, that was right. They just got to town. I was like, I don't know, man. Joel looks fucking beat and Tommy looks old but yeah it's only four years after the when we pick up it's only been four years since uh but first they show um i don't think it's been four years oh yet. yeah it was like a week yeah the very beginning of the game was like right like a week after they got there or like two weeks after they got there because she already started you know he has a, a house she lives in like the garage outside his house He's she's already helping with patrols and usually patrols are like take a day or two. So, yeah, they've probably been there a week or two at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And I just from the from the beginning, man, I was just like, what's going to happen? Where are we going to go with this? And that scene when Joel dies, man, it was. And I think this is why people got mad and not to keep dwelling on the the Joel death, because this is one I know we're going to. We should definitely hop around after this, but I, I, I think this needs to be discussed. And I think why people got mad, they didn't just like, boom, Joel's dead. Yeah. We saw Joel pretty much get fucking tortured and his face just get caved in. We watched it. Yeah. And then unfortunately, we have to continue to see that face close up because A, <sighs> it traumatizes Ellie throughout the rest of the game. She she her it continues her trauma from the first game where she's traumatized on multiple main plot things into this game where the things that she has to do in the realizations she comes to traumatize her even more to the point where at the end of the game she has PTSD like anxiety ridden like anxiety and panic attack ridden PTSD because of the shit that they did in Seattle. Oh, yeah. And she's such a different character. Like, I just, I was thinking the other day how, like, uh, when you play Last of Us 1, she's always, like, whistling, trying to whistle or, like, hum and drum and, like, telling jokes constantly. Oh, well, or, she stops that. If you if you remember, when you're in spring at the end of that oh, game, yeah, she, she doesn't does. do any of that. But I like that. But that but that's, like, for a little while, you only get, because that's way towards the end. Yeah. Just seeing this, how, like, she's like just so much stronger and like just like more of like kind of a quiet person and just like more brutal those kill scenes man when her knife that she just has that she just fucking just like slits people's throats like i would i would just be sitting there playing and my cat had to keep telling me to be quiet because i just kept being like oh fuck (laughs) like Fuck. Yeah, they don't like not show you. They show you like you can blow a person's whole head off and then look at it or make just a pile of meat out of people with bombs. And then you're just like, oof. Or, or dogs. Even, or Yeah, I was going to say, or even worse, killing uh, dogs. That broke my heart every time. If you're a dog lover or just, yeah, if you love dogs like that, that. And at first I was trying to just like, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to kill them with my bare hands because yeah. they go, and yeah, yeah, I watched that part. You doing that, yeah. and after like two or three attempts where the dog bit your face off, you took an explosive arrow out and blew up the dog. No, 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 no. Or uh, was it tra- uh, mine? Yes. Okay. Because, dude, I totally forgot I had explosive arrows for the longest time, and I didn't even use them until uh, you you are Ellie again, like after Abby. And I I wish I was like, what the fuck? Why didn't I use these the whole time? Oh, they're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. And you even told me and I was like, okay, I'm just going to use mines. I like the mines. 
And as Josh was saying, I didn't want to see the dogs die. So I just land the mines and then walk away. But then I would go over and I'd see pieces of dog. <laughs> it just it's terrible. Sad. You're a bad person. Anyway, so today, literally earlier, I was at that hospital section with Ellie on Seattle Day 2. And the dog bear <laughs> came at me, killed me three times. And then I shot his face with a shotgun. And they're like, bear, no. And then I was like, I can't wait to play fetch with that dog. Oh, Abby God. Seattle day one. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, there's that's that was a complaint I read that people were like, I wish there was like an alternative to you not like alternative to you not killing the dog. But it's like, no, because you have to kill the next people. No one's going to let Ellie just fucking slide. <laughs> you can you can go through the whole game and only kill Alice at the very end of Seattle day three. You can, you cannot kill a single dog. You're just making the game much harder for yourself. Yeah. Cause dogs are the toughest thing in this game. They don't One stop. Of the toughest. They don't stop. They yeah. find you. They just fall everywhere you go. You leave a scent that you can see with your listen mode and they just hone in on you. And if you're going prone on your stomach, you're not quicker than a dog. They catch you. Oh yeah. Fucking dogs. Blow them up. Now we discuss a lot, and you know I keep saying this, but I'm gonna stop because I, I feel like if you're listening to this, we don't need to recap like who's what and what's who. No. Um, but I would like to talk about the scars a little bit. I that is the only complaint I think I have of this, not on the scars because I liked the scars. I like a good cult like story. I mm-hmm. uh, you know not that I want to join one. Um, though I am going to this meeting in some guy's basement they said to bring like blood but i i have my they own in my body so, like so that blood. should be fine <laughs> <laughs> like my own blood no 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 someone else's oh, you think i was i was just gonna show up and be like well i have blood in my body i you don't need it do you so this joke isn't going anywhere what's the it's, point you see you crushed the joke you just crushed my dreams man but what i was gonna say was i wanted more to this story because they kind of we kind of get like you know i I first thought this savior, this woman that this cult follows, was still alive. But I'm getting the hint that she is dead. Yeah. She's She's, just like the figurehead. She's the Jesus. And people have been using her as that. But, like, I just kind of wanted to see a little bit more of that. Get a background thing. Get caught by them and then just see what's going on behind the scenes. And get, like, that creepy vibe from, like, cult shit. But we... we, You do go and... Attack their entire civilization. Yeah, but that's different, you know. You see it all. You go through their fields. You go through people's homes. You see that, a lot. That don't get me wrong. That was a fucking awesome. Like that was visually probably one of the best oh, yeah, places that was, of the entire game. I just wish we got more of that. But you know what? I would not be surprised if we're gonna get a DLC where you play Lev, and uh, it shows them escaping his sister, like before yeah. they meet up with uh um abby which would be cool because lev seems like he would have some pretty instead of a high boast instead of like a little mini game puzzle of you playing a guitar it's you shaving your head and yara's just like no don't do it we're gonna get cast out of this (laughs) it sounds funny but you could see that being like a (laughs) you're using the middle trackpad to just like your hair like (laughs) 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 i don't know why i'm making a buzzing sound like they'd have a fucking like electric razor or some shit I, I liked Lev as a character. I think it's just I like that character that is so dry and has kind of like um 
like no humor, but like also just doesn't know how certain things work. But it's just like, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. You know why? It's because the parallel between Joel and Ellie and Abby and Lev are like at the end of the game when they show the little scene after the farm, it shows Converse sneakers in Santa Barbara. And you're like, wait, Ellie's here already? But that's Lev and Abby. They're trying to show the parallels of how their journey is very similar to Joel and Ellie's, where Abby took on the role of protecting this young person and is kind of doing the same thing, showing them how the world works because they were sheltered from this cult civilization that only gave them so much and they you know didn't use technology or whatever aside from that lift they had in that uh, building that's the what they call uh technology that's the something of old old world something that's old world stuff that's what they used to call it i first thought that they were saying odd world that uh terrible brad pitt movie from like the the early 90s it was like a R-rated Roger Rabbit. No, no, you're thinking of Cool World. Cool World. Yeah, not Odd World. Odd World was a video game where you were like like uh, Abe or something like this guy that it was like a Lemmings type game, but you were like oh, this other yeah. guy. Yeah, that was okay. a weird game. I never played it, but I remember seeing it at the Blockbuster. Kids, you probably wonder what the fuck is that. Yeah, Blockbuster was a little rich for my family. We went to super, <laughs> we went to Superstar Video. <laughs> well, I, we went to Blockbuster when we couldn't find things at Video Thunder. Come on, I live oh, near Video, Video Thunder too. Yep, I remember Video Thunder. Now, and I know I'm going off on topic. I always get corrected. Is it Video Thunder or Thunder Video? Thunder Video, I thought. I think I always call it. Yeah, I think it's. You know, it doesn't matter that business is out of. It's been out of business for (laughs) like twenty years, dude. They used to have like a porno section that was separated by beads in a door. (laughs) Every single video store had that. Every single one, even if they didn't have porn back there, they just had like fucking like that was the break room for the employees. I remember I was like at the counter with my my parents, and there was like a green VHS tape, and it was green. I was a kid, and it was just on the counter, and I grabbed it, and I was like looking at it, and it. All I saw was like XX something in a name and like the guy snatched it out of my hand. It was like, oh, you're you're a nosy little prick, huh? And my mom was like, uh, yeah, don't talk to my kid like that. He is a nosy little prick, though. Yeah, you definitely are. So Last of Us Part 2 again. Let's get back into this. Now, speaking of Abby, we should get into that. Now, Josh... You know, I've talked about how I felt about it and I'll get into it, but we I you haven't really talked to me as much of your reaction when in the game in, uh so the so the the end of Ellie's half of the game, you see Abby has a gun to Ellie. She has just murdered Jesse Chinaman and <laughs> my favorite Chinaman. <laughs> I like Je- I liked Jesse. Jesse, no, bummed. Jesse's a great character. I was bummed that he. Uh, both right. of uh, both of the characters that play as your AI in this game are amazing. People because, were complaining about Dina, and I liked Dina. Uh, okay, I, I will admit that Dina's Dina's is a flawed has a flawed motivation. A Dina broke up with Jesse less than a week before what happened happened. Then the very next day. Is like, yes, I will go on a murder revenge quest with you, my brand new girlfriend of less than 24 hours, meaning we go across the country. Her motivations are very flawed, but I understand them. And I do like their character. 
because her character I don't know if you ever saw this, but there's points where you can you get mercy kills on enemies. You might shoot something someone in the leg, they can't get back up and they just kind of sit there like, you don't have to do this. You you could just you just walk away. I won't do anything. And eventually if you don't do anything, they try to attack you. But if you go up and murder a person while they're like that, Dina is just like, holy fuck, like she's really <laughs> fucked up that you just brutally murder someone. I think she learned a lot about Ellie on their little trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's very supportive. And I think this game does well what other games don't is that the AI, the characters you don't control that follow you, they actually do stuff. Like Dina and Jesse will. Like, hey, if you are looking at two enemies in front of you, but an enemy is coming out of your perspective on the left, they'll say, on your left. Or like, there's a rifle up ahead. Like, if you don't see a person with like a sniper rifle. Or they'll shoot enemies if you're in a skirmish and kill them. And it's like, oh, you actually do something? Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, I like the assistance of that. I'm pretty sure you can shut that off, too, if you want it to be more challenging. Well, fuck that. Yeah, It's not like they do that much. (laughs) <laughs> they don't do that much, but they they do more than I've ever seen any other unplayable character does in a game like that. Um, but yeah, what my reaction was to controlling Abby. So I think my reaction was very similar to everyone's like, fuck this. Please don't tell me I'm playing as this character right now. I just saw like because at this point you don't know anything about Abby. No. All you know is you just went on a quest over three days. You murdered a ton of her friends. A ton of her friends. You don't know anything about these people. Nope. Or her. And then as soon as the end of the prologue with her, where it's explained that her dad was the doctor that Joel killed, the only, I don't know if it's a virologist or if you just want to say scientist who knows how to make vaccines or, you know, is versed in whatever science required that can take cordyceps fungus and reverse engineer it into a vaccine he is the only person alive that could have done that now did you did you ex like expect this like no not expect did you suspect this because this is something i kind of had a feeling that she had some sort of relation to the doctor that joel killed well when they do the when they do that first section where they don't outright tell you it's abby and owen at the very beginning and you're just like mystery person I, I as soon as they saw the community and they were talking about we got to get in there I'm like okay this is clearly fireflies who are going after Joel like it's been 4 years but they're clearly tracking him they want to get revenge I didn't put it together until I started suspecting it once the dad was introduced in that prologue as Abby just cuz I think it was mostly I recognized the voice from the very beginning of the game but I was I didn't put it together until it shows her coming in and he was dead. And I was like, oh, that's her dad. Yeah. That's why she did this. That's why she tortured Joel is because Joel murdered her dad. See, I, I figured it was either one of their parents. First, I wasn't sure if it was exactly Abby, but I was like, either one of their parents was the doctor or at least their parents were in the fireflies. Yeah. That's- yeah, exactly. Like their parents were murdered by Joel. Because Abby's in still that pretty assault. young, but I, I assume she's a little older than Ellie. Yeah, I think she's a little bit older. I think she's 21 where Ellie's 19 when this takes place. Yes. 
Um, but over the days that we play as Abby, the game and credit the game, like they do a very good job of making you feel sympathetic to Abby, even though you have that gut reaction of like, you took out a character I truly cared for, but you still get that sympathy because she had, you can just right off the bat, you, she's having nightmares of her dead dad. And they show that multiple times, always having nightmares. Everyone that she was with when that happened in her group, she has very strained relationships with them. Other than Manny, I will say Manny because he's of the same mindset. They're hunters, they're warriors, whatever. So he understood that it had Manny, to be that the, brutal. The fuck machine. Oh, dude, that dude was laying fucking pipe. <laughs> people were going there. People were going there just to fuck him. They was like, yeah, they wanted me to bring this shipment of um, pine cones. <laughs> Where's Manny? <laughs> so Manny was laying pipe. He even had his own like little sex dungeon. Yeah. And like a had, broken down building like outside the base. Like love letters and stuff. <laughs> He's like, you're not looking at my shit, are you? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just. If yeah, you I do like... read that letter and you don't put it down quick enough, he comes in and takes it from you. That's actually what happened to me. Yeah. Like, uh. I was trying to read it and I was reading it slowly. I only got half of it. Then he's like, Hey, she's like, you're squatting here. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can tell like Mel, the pregnant girl, they have like this very awkward conversation on that, on the rail section when you're in the truck and then you get attacked by the Seraphites. Um, which I don't know if you actually have to do anything. I think you do have to kill like one or two just to at least not die. Cause you can die there, but I don't think you really have to do much. Yeah, like, uh, you don't. At yeah. first, I kept trying and wasting all because it doesn't ammo. affect your it doesn't affect your bullets once you get to that next section. Yeah, well, you can waste ammo at this part, but if you just go around the corner, if you go and I learned after dying a hundred times, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna waste any ammo. I'm gonna see if I can find something because it's at a gas station. And I'm like, maybe I can find some ammo, some things." No, can I'm make talking some- about the part where you're in the truck. And you're being chased by the uh, scars on horseback oh, okay. right before you crash in and you go into that Home Depot type place. Okay. So that place, you only need to kill like one person just to not die. Like if someone gets close, like, but you pretty much don't have to do anything. And you, your health comes all back and you, whatever your ammo was before that's just there. But yeah, the part you're talking about at the gas station is a little later. Okay. Actually, I thought that was first because, oh, yeah, no, because you're at the stadium. Yeah, you crash into the Home Depot yeah. place. Then you have the fight on the, once you fall over the thing, there's a bloater, uh, not a bloater, a uh, shambler there, which is a new uh, enemy uh, that they introduced the in this game. Fucking shamblers, man. Which is between a clicker and a bloater. So they're a little more defense oriented than um, a clicker, but they just expel poisonous gas. And they're a fucking pain in the ass. Especially there was two of them. They're such a pain in the ass. I feel like um, Abby didn't have good weapons to fight Shamblers. Ellie had the better weapons. Like, because the Mall of Cotkill is just way better than the pipe bombs. I didn't care for the pipe bombs. Pipe bombs are great. I don't know what you're talking about. Pipe bombs are great. Pipe bombs are basically like the landmines that Abby, Ellie gets. Yeah, but those are better. You can like lay them down, and but the thing that with the Molov cocktail is not only are they impacted by the explosion, they also are on fire, fire yeah, and fire. anything that touches them catches on fire. If you get that upgrade, yeah, catches on fire as well. Yeah, well, that's just you know, but 
also in that part, Abby has an auto shotgun, which is a little better than. Yeah, Abby's I do shotgun. like the auto shotgun. She gets some. And I think that's one thing I did like is that they didn't just have the same weapons. You know, she starts with, yeah, you get a, a handgun. You don't get the revolver like Ellie gets. So she gets two handguns. One of them is basically like a magnum. Um, Abby gets an auto shotgun, then a crossbow as opposed to just a standard hunting yeah. bow. Um, the flamethrower. I, yeah, I like the flamethrower, though. Before we get more into Abby's, though, I just want to get into my reaction real quick. Because um, there's a lot I want to say about what you're saying, but I'm like, oh, but then we're going to backtrack and I got to say how I felt about it. Yeah. So your reaction to um, controlling Abby after I would guess nine to ten hours as Ellie. Yes. Uh, Josh already knows. I was first extremely pissed. Oh, should I bring up the text messages you sent me? Let me see if I can find them. Yeah, go ahead. That would be perfect. Yeah. um, Well, you look them up. I'll continue to talk. Uh, It was... Because I felt the same way. I'm like, so I'm going to play Joel's killer. This fucking sucks. I don't want to be this character. And also the main thing was is, you know, I was searching a lot. So I had Ellie pretty fucking leveled up. Like I had a lot of skill. Her skill trees were pretty well filled. And it, it was just like, okay, now you're Abby. And I was just so fucking angry and... um cat my girlfriend will probably tell you i was being a little bitch because i was just like playing the game and she's like you look upset i'm like i don't even want to play this anymore like this sucks but as i continue to play and you're you're seeing all these background stuff you're seeing characters that you remember killing like there's this uh asian girl that you fucking as ellie who's listening to music and you sneak up on behind while underwater and like ask her questions, but then she tries to kill you and you fucking murder her. Like you bump into her multiple times and she's listening to music and playing a game on a PS Vista Vita. And it it was, I did think it was cool seeing that aspect. I do kind of like a same day side by side parallel story of like, you see things like, you start off seeing like the aftermath of things, but then they rewind and you see the other side of the story leading that led up to the other character um i i'm gonna say i loved abby Mm -hmm. like uh after a while she grew on me uh she had a redemption story i thought it was great uh people complaining again this is the thing i said before like people complaining about the shit about uh like, oh we're supposed to feel bad for this person and email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com if you'd like to comment on what i'm about to say Joel wasn't perfect. Like we only saw Joel as the good guy in our eyes. But if you think of half the people he killed, half of them were pretty much just doing the same thing he was doing. Mm -hmm. Like Abby did nothing wrong. Abby did nothing wrong. Uh, She's a great character. I hope we see her again in part three. I think Um, we will. The mechanics for her. Like that's the thing too. The mechanics in this fucking game. Amazing. Like, uh, and we'll get more. So, um, We'll talk to what what you were talking about, like uh, the weapons and stuff. So different from Ellie. It's like you're playing a different game. It makes the game even more interesting halfway through a game. Yeah, it sucked that you had to re-level up a, a new, completely new character. But it made the game more interesting. I will say when you brought up the crossbow, by the way, did not like the crossbow. Crossbow was great. I no, love that No bow. draw. Always, probably about a... 
90% guarantee you're going to be able to pick the bolt back up. Um, I don't know if it's because of Breath of the Wild, but that draw just helps me like aim. And Josh, not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty sick with that bow. I, I never saw any yeah. evidence of that whatsoever. What are you talking about? I was waiting for you to like say yeah. Like when I was when I was say stream- yeah. <laughs> when I was streaming that night, I even impressed you. Yeah, maybe, but I probably was in- intoxicated. Oh come on, man! Just the give bar me a- was, <laughs> the bar was low. Like man, you Andrew, you're pretty good. You're not jumping into the rapids, not or dying. <laughs> I like the bow a lot. I couldn't get a handle on that uh, on that crossbow. I don't know if maybe I just didn't upgrade it enough. But yeah, I didn't. I did not really care for. Uh, for Abby's crossbow. Mm. What did you like to use with her? Her fucking bare hands, brother. <laughs> Abby's guns, dude. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> she was brutal. Yeah. Dude, she was she was I would say some of her hand-to-hand animation stuff was oh, more yeah. graphic than some of the stuff Joel did in the first game. Dude, when people were complaining, "Oh, she was doing what Joel was doing." But uh hello it adds to the fucking story because she was trying to use more task tactics that like a muscular man would use because she was getting buff to fucking kill joel that was like that was another reason her relationships with people were becoming strained even before they went on their revenge you know endeavor like they even they show in that flashback with her and Owen at the aquarium when they're young and they just met up with the WLF. They'd only been training there a few weeks and she's very worried about not missing training and talking about how she's been hitting the weights and like she's getting, you know, buff and, she, and it's like, yeah. And then her not wanting to spend time with Owen, who I assume at that point is her boyfriend and kind of fucking that up because she's so set on going after Joel and just she ruined being with Owen, who, I mean, you can tell was pretty much in love with her throughout the entire fucking story. They bang. You, they bang. We see it. Uh, they bang. And she uh, bang. She bang. We saw Abby's little old titties. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I, I stupidly asked Josh. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I can find Abby that text guy too. the whole time. <laughs> just because she's flat chested does not mean she's a guy. <sighs> All right, I found, it, I found Andrew's text message from, it was at quarter to midnight. Uh, I'm an hour into playing as Abby and I'm not happy about it. I'm not upset about learning but the character about the character, but I get the feeling, and please don't tell me, that this is leading to the end, which is why I'm mad because I leveled the shit out of Ellie and now I feel like I'm starting all over with Abby. And at that point, I couldn't be like, yeah, but you play as Ellie again. Because if I had told you that, you would have known that at the end of Abbey Day 3, you don't actually kill Ellie. Yeah. You have control of her in the theater. And, and I didn't want was, to ruin that. That was my biggest fear. Because, like, I... Ellie is not an angel at all. Like, and she knows that. And, and she tortured people. She murdered every... She murdered yeah. people she didn't need to. But I love the character. I love the character. And I was just so... I didn't want to lose that. Like, I didn't want to lose that character. Um, though I do think in the third one, we're not going to have as much as Ellie, which is fine. You know, this, this is a whole, like, we just focused on one small part of the world dealing with this pandemic. You know, uh, I'm in, I want more to play more characters. Well, I, I think the very ending of the game after the credits roll and this main title screen changes, 
I think that kind of gives you an indication of what the follow-up is going to at least partly focus on. Yeah. Because it shows the boat. Because the title screen of the game shows a boat just in water for the most part. And then when you get to the end of the game in the final confrontation, you see that, oh, that's what they're showing. They're Such showing, a nice title. The yeah, little, little yeah, things they yeah, do. Yeah, the two, because when Ellie goes inevitably to kill Abby, but ends up rescuing her, that they see those boats and that's the title screen. So then once you finish the game, it shows Abby's boat docked at the island that has the dome shaped building on it, which she was told ha- is where the fireflies are, the remaining fireflies. So what I think that means is they're going to find out that the Fireflies do have another person that can figure out a vaccine. So maybe then she goes to try to get Ellie or at least, you know, see if Ellie will cooperate. Or maybe they do find more immune people. That'd be a nice twist, too, that they really do find other immune people and like uh, they just can't create a, a a cure. I would only like that if some evil thing ends up with it where somebody's collecting them and it's becoming like this weird, another cult thing. Give me some more cult shit. Uh, yeah, I did uh, like that. Them sacrificing people. Like maybe a new leader of the cult is someone that can be bit and not turn. And that's why they become the leader and all that shit. I'd be like, I'd, I'd, I'd like that. But Ellie being the only one that is immune it adds stakes like yeah. to Ellie's character, which I love what they played, played with her at the end uh, scene. There's a scene uh, if everybody played the game uh, where Ellie gets caught in a trap, gets stabbed by oh. a tree. Oof. And yeah, that's what that's that's she she gets to Santa Barbara. Um, she's like, all right, I tracked Abby and Lev here. Pretty much Abby. She doesn't want to kill Lev. She will, but she doesn't want to. And like, dude, at this point. Ellie is like the scrawniest fucking character because they've already shown like she has PTSD. She can't eat. She can't sleep. She can't do anything without having panic attacks. She abandons her family. Little, little JJ, Jesse Joel and, uh, and Dina. And then she gets caught in that trap. <laughs> she and, gets impaled in, the in this, in this scene, like that, I was kind of like, damn, she got stabbed. That sucks. But then, we meet the Rattlers, Rattler, who who can who took uh, Abby and Lev, and at this point we find out that it's been four months because we played as Abby. I know we're jumping around, and we don't need to. I don't it know why we're matter. explaining. We don't really even need to explain. But we meet the Rattlers at this point with Ellie, and there's one that's like, you know, talking to Ellie. Ellie's giving him shit, like calling him a a pussy because he got scared of a clicker. That was also tied upside down, started moving, and he screamed. And J- J- Ellie just being like, you're a little bitch, aren't you, huh? As she's bleeding, and he starts to, like, try to kick her. And he's like, oh, yeah? You think you're scared? Oh, yeah? You know, you think I'm scared? And picks Ellie up and puts it her, him next, her next to the clicker. And the clicker's, like, biting and stuff. And just the way that Ellie just rolls her eyes, looks at him. And pulls and them both in closer. Pulls them both closer. They both get bit. And then she just shoves his face in it. And the guy's like, the other guy's like, you're bit. You're fucked. And she just looks at it. And he's, she's like, yeah, I don't need to explain. Like, f- she doesn't say that. But she just like, tell me where Abby is. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. I love that they played with that. 
And people were calling that guy, the big fat guy, Fat Geralt, because I believe that he is voiced by the voice actor for Geralt of Rivia from the Witcher series. Oh, I was calling him (laughs) Dog the Bounty Hunter. People were also... uh, (laughs) All right, so it's funny, but it's not. Okay? It's funny, but it's not. So people that don't like the game will say that that guy is the best character in the game and they'll just show the scene where he fucking hammers Lev in the face. Oh. <laughs> his, his head hits like the the garage door and they're just like, he's the best character in the game. Ah, oh, that's terrible. That's well, fucking terrible. Like I said, terrible, but funny. Now you, meme culture. It's funny, uh, but uh, it's, it's funny for the wrong reasons. Uh, now you mentioned the aquarium scene. I like this scene. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like their safe haven. Well, two things on this. One, we discussed Mel traveling with Abby for a bit. One, why the fuck are they letting a pregnant woman, really pregnant woman? They said, it, well, she said it was her choice. Yeah, but still. Abby like, even brings it up. And she's like, I don't want to feel useless. I don't just. She said, I don't just want to sit with the other, like, pregnant mothers yeah, she and not do something. obnoxious. And it was, you know what? Like, it's her fault she's dead. <laughs> like They and, make her character obnoxious because they want yeah. you to care about Abby more. Now, Abby leaves her at the the. Um, the base with uh, Isaac, right? Yeah, after the scene that you mentioned where, you know, they fight their way pat- through the train yard um, past the uh, scars, which is the, I guess, the curse word to say Seraphites. Because remember how Lev is just like, Seraphites. It's like, yeah, sorry, sorry. Again, I thought that was a nice touch, too, because this whole time you thought that they were calling themselves scars. No, no, they're, yeah, they're seraphites, but they call them scars because all of them, they, they're they forced to have like a scar that goes from the edge of their mouth up their, up to their ears or they something. They give like themselves that. the Joker smile. They give themselves the, the Heath Ledger Joker smile. Yes. Um, uh, but I was going to say about Mel. So. There's a part where you drop her off at one base and then you you're like, I have to see Owen and go to the aquarium. Yeah. Isaac does. The the leader doesn't want you to go, has ordered you to stay because the very next day is when they're going to assault the um, Seraphite Island. So he's like, I need my two main people. I need Owen. I need more. No, he doesn't want Owen because because Owen left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't know where he killed a guy killed. Oh, he killed. Yeah, he killed a person. That's what it was. Um, but he's like, he orders Manny and Abby to stay there. And Abby's like, fuck this Owen. I don't believe what they said about Owen. Cause clearly she's in love with Owen and can't get over it. <laughs> and yeah, that's when it, they get the whole thing of her going to the aquarium. And, um, forgot what I was going to say. Oh, uh, what I was going to say was when we went to the aquarium, uh, you know, Abby was like, I'm going to go to the aquarium to see Owen. I'm going to talk to him, see why he stabbed this person. And you go through a lot of shit. Like, you ki- you have to kill a lot of scars and go through that whole thing. How the fuck did that pregnant woman... Well, I guess Manny helped her, but it just... It was weird to me that Mel was able to get all the way to the aquarium. After, like, all that shit that you went through to get there, and then all of a sudden you go back to the aquarium after doing some shit, and Mel's there. Yeah, but I think Mel probably was able to go a legit route as opposed to, like, swimming (laughs) in the ocean to get there like Abby had to do. True. Um, I forgot about... See, that's what I mean, too. There's a lot of stuff that you had to do. Yeah, because Abby had to go a completely different way. Because of that, you know, because she was de- defying order, she wanted to go around the routes where she knew WLF would be to get to the aquarium. Yeah. 
Mel didn't have to do that because she was probably sent to get Owen or something like that, I'm assuming. So they probably gave her like a boat or a ride there. Yeah, probably. And I think uh, Manny did help her. Because we do run back into Manny later and there's a sniper scene and holy shit. I didn't even think like so a lot happens. Everyone who knows that's listening to this and you are being attacked by a sniper. Yeah. And we did hear about this when we played as Ellie. So Ellie on day two, we get into the mall with Jesse because we're trying to we're trying to get to the aquarium to get to the Abbey because that's where Nora, after Ellie tortured her to death. <laughs> um, I mean, that's pretty self-evident. Murdered the shit out of her. Very tra- She's very traumatized by it <laughs> in the very next scene. Like super fucking traumatized. Oh, yeah. Um, they get to a mall and they hear the WLF soldiers talking about there's a sniper down in the marina. We're sending people there. We need to get them. And Jesse's like, that's clearly Tommy. And Ellie's like, yeah, but Tommy can, you know, he can deal with it himself. Like, we got to go get Abby. And then Tommy will meet us thereafter. So they split off and they go do their own thing. That's actually where I'm at right now. I'm at that exact point. I just got out of the mall with Ellie. And now I'm going to go and I got to do the arcade bloater fight and then go kill the dog. Yeah. Well, this that scene I I was bringing up uh, when you're Abby and Manny. And you go like you're like oh, dude, this, yes. It, it's like you're trying to dodge this sniper. It's almost impossible. You you can't shoot this guy. You cannot shoot him. It's it's like you have to do this duck and cover oh shit and like swim like under cars and like use cars as uh use like little cliffs and like ledges as cover and like even one point where you're crawling and prone past a bunch of dead bodies and like he's still shooting like the heads and the heads are like crumbling around you like ugh. Oh, boy. Yeah, I thought that was intense. You don't really even... I didn't put it together until you actually get into that section, and right at the end of the hallway, you can see him. And I was like, wait, that is fucking Tommy. Like, you kind of think, maybe that is Tommy. And then it's not till you get all the way in, which it's really tough. It's really... I'm not tough. It's very easy to die at that point, because he just pretty much one-shots you. I think on normal difficulty, you probably can take at least two. But he shoots pretty quick. Yeah, I remember it being pretty difficult. And then what happens? Something happens, I think, right? I don't know. You don't remember? You were just talking about it. Manny and Abby go after the sniper and you block him into one room, you think, and then something happens. Okay, Tommy comes out of the room they thought he was blocked in and shoots Manny right through the face. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right in front of Abby and almost shoots Abby. I forgot about that part. I was thinking about the other part, but then you you took took it over. So well, I thought that's what you were talking about, like the shocking part. No, I was tra- I was just saying the reveal of Tommy. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And then there's a little tussle, and he gets knocked into the wilder, and then uh, and then you just go away. You go back to the aquarium. I'm I'm, I'm just replaying everything in my head real quick. Because you yeah. were going there to get the boat yeah. so you could go to the island because Lev had already gone back to the Seraphite Island to try to save his mom, even though they basically already said that the mom's a super religious nut and would just kill him anyway. Which she she tried to kill him. Tried to moitalize him. 
See, I think the biggest thing I liked about this, and not to backtrack when you first play Abby, I did think it was cool just seeing the differences in the towns. Like, you see Jackson and it, like, how that town is, and it's kind of like... It's like a country side town. Like, cowboyish. Cowboyish, yeah. But then you go, like, see the wolves, like, stadium. They have a fucking... They have... It's not the Dallas... Not Dallas Cowboys, because clearly they're in Seattle. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but they they take over the entire football team stadium, and they have every it's like inch a of it huge working community. for them. They yeah. have like daycares and like they have daycares. They have a full kennels. farm. They have kennels. They have a shooting range. They have people manufacturing weapons and bullets and clothing and everything. And just seeing that side, like a different side, it I I don't know. I I liked I liked that. You know, yeah, my favorite part was when you right before you uh, when you're like, hey, we got to get Alice and they're like, hey, bear and bear drops a ball. And I'm like, did oh, I kill God. you? I think I killed same. you as Ellie. I, I, th- I thought the same thing. And I was like, oh, no, I'm I was like that him. name. That dog's name sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, because I murdered him because he was being too nosy. I'm getting a phone call. Hold on. I'm not going to pick it up. It's just Joe. I'll tell him I'll call him back in a bit. Um, yeah, that part, like, uh, devastated me. We're at like an hour and 30, so we should probably start wrapping up. So I want to get, cause I want to get into the comments, but I also real quick before we come to this end, what was your favorite part? My favorite part? Um, Seattle day two is Abby when you get to the hospital and you, you, you get to the, you, Abby is traveling with Lev to get medicine for Yara who whose elbow was crushed because she was a cast out and her arm is like if they don't fix it or amputate it or whatever she is going to die from infection so this is step one of Abby's redemption arc um, because I mean as you saw right before like each of these like here's the thing with this story these characters are on the same path they are on the same path of, re- of revenge they're on the same path of processing grief. They're just at different points of this path. Abby's farther along than Ellie is because Ellie, uh, Abby did what she wanted. She got the anger part out of it. Then she was still suffering from nightmares even after all of it. So killing Joel didn't save her from the grief of having to relive her dad's death. Then she meets Lev and Yara and she sees two people that are cast out and she just kind of let them be somewhere. That night, after she gets butt-fucked by Owen, <laughs> she then has a nightmare showing Yara and Lev dead, strung up. I remember that, yeah. And then it's only after she saves Yara that she has a, a dream where she sees her dad alive and, like, smiling at her. And she doesn't wake up, like, gasping for air. She actually, that's her, like, she gets her redemption because she did something for other for another person like she wasn't living that selfish life she put others in front of her others it, needs it gave her more like because i think like also after she killed joel she just felt like what well, well what now yeah she got what she wanted but then they showed you through the interactions over the couple of days with the people that were involved 
they really resented her for what happened because they weren't ready to see that. And they they thought that she was just going to straight up quick kill. But but she tortured this person and some of them understood it. But most of them were just normal people who thought that it was the right thing to do. But they weren't ready to see like fucking brutal torture. Um, But again, to your point or your question, sorry. Seattle Day 2, Abby, you go to where Nora is in the hospital, where Ellie kills Nora a little later, probably like a few hours after. Um, You go into the lowest floor, which they reveal to you is uh, basically um, like the point where the outbreak started. This is the initial infection site. So you have to go in and you see like, bodies that are just overcome by like the fungal cordyceps laying on like gurneys in the hall (laughs) and like everything is overrun by cordyceps and then we get to probably the coolest boss fight in the entire series to this point where once you get the power back on you do find the kit that you need the medical kit that you were sent to get for yara but then you're attacked by what they call in the game the rat king and if you don't know what the term Rat King means, it's a term used when um, basically a large cluster of rats will get tangled up by the by the tail and they'll travel as one unit for the rest of their life. And it's the same concept, except this is a fucking giant, massive, hulking beast of infected bodies. Horrifying. Fucking horrifying. <laughs> and I thought that was the coolest fucking part of the entire game. Yeah, I I liked the Rat King. I thought that was fuck. And then when like a piece breaks off and then it's its own thing. Holy shit! Yeah, and it's like, oh, now I got this fucking thing running around. I sent you a video the other day. Did you watch it? I don't know. I I did not. It was uh, it was behind the scenes on making the Last of Us two, and it showed the motion capture um sections for like a lot of like. One of it was that part. So it's like a bunch of people standing close and then they have like one person on the ground like trying to like pull off and like the people that are like recording everything are like pulling the thing off. And it's just really cool to see like the opposite side of it, like what the voice actors and the people getting those uh, people acting it out, people acting it out have to like. I never think uh, of that part. Like, um, okay, so the scene where they're in this Ellie and Dina are in the subway towards the end of day one the the subway tilts and she falls down and then that begins that whole chase section right when her mask gets broken and dina's like oh you can use my mask she's like no i seriously am am immune you don't have to kill yourself like they put ashley johnson on like a big slide and then tilted it and made her go all the way down it and shit like that like it's just crazy what they got what they did to make this game seem more realistic but yeah that was my favorite part. Yeah, that 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 part was really cool. My favorite part, probably not as long as yours, because yours was like a whole day. Um, no, I mean, I, I just that one section because Seattle Day Two is there's a lot. You do stuff before that, but nothing as memorable as that whole section because it's just so fucking creepy too. But um, oh, fuck, what was I gonna say? Your favorite part. Yeah, but I was gonna make a point. But all right, I'll just get into my favorite part. Keep interrupting me, man. Uh, Sounds like your brain's interrupting you because you are you can't remember what you were just going to say. So, yeah, my favorite part 
was Ellie's flashback for her birthday. Yeah, that was a really nice. With part. the museum. Did you catch that she guessed it right on the first try? A dinosaur? Yeah, I caught that. Yeah, the first thing she guesses is, is it a dinosaur? And Joel's like, shut up. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. And then it really is a dinosaur. <laughs> so Joel, like, you know, you all play the game, but Joel takes Ellie to a museum, shows her a bunch of dinosaurs, and it's such like a cool scene. And the my favorite scene in that was when they go to the space exhibit and Joel takes, they open up one of the shuttles and they sit in it and Joel, which again goes to show you like, like who knows what Joel had to do. He may have had to suck a dick. Uh, he got old cassette uh, um, pl- footage. Yeah, I guess you could call it footage. No, it's like, a rec- it's not footage. Old, it's a cassette tape. Uh, cassette recordings yeah. of like a, a space sequence. launch. Yeah. And they listen to it. How did he get that? In working order. You probably can't See, find that I, now. Again, it's forty year I think old he technology. Sucked a dick. I really think he sucked a dick. And Neil Armstrong is still alive in this possible, <laughs> and he's just like Mister Mister Neil Armstrong. No, he'd be I so would, dead at that point, like the tw- 20, 30 years later. He seems like a, well, you go into space, dude. You're yeah. gonna live forever. Yeah, true. But man, uh, but this part, like, uh, I thought was really cool. And I, you didn't play a Left Behind yet, still, right? No, but I know. I know what happened to so Left Behind. So this part I thought was amazing because it was definitely a total uh, recall for Last Last of Us Left Behind. Because in Left Behind, Ellie and uh, what's the girl's? I forgot. The Riley. Girl. Riley. Find an arcade machine that Ellie wants to play. And Riley describes what she tells her to close her eyes and describes what she's doing. And you have to do like, you know, kind of like hit a button or right left as it commands to get like a trophy and stuff. And if you get it all right, but you don't see the game cause it's not actually happening, but you see like lights. Yeah. And oh, that's cool. I didn't kind know of sparking like Ellie's imagination. Yeah. So, the scene is the same thing because you know, she like the launch, she's listening to the launch sequence, but they're in a stationary yeah. shuttle. So, but in her imagination there, she's blasting off. Yeah. That's what I, I, I drugs. What? I said without drugs. Without drugs. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really liked the scene like where, you know, she's listening to the cassette and her eyes are closed and, you know, um, you see the reflection. She's got like a um, a space helmet on and it's a, her imagination, but you don't see anything outside the shuttle, but you see like the reflection of like, you know, going through the atmosphere, like mm-hmm. the fire and then just like dark blue of space and I just thought it was a really heartwarming moment, and I thought it was well directed, well established. It was just amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, so, since you brought up favorite parts, and it seems like we each had one for different characters, then what was your favorite part as Abby? And I'll, my favorite part as Ellie was the other flashback we got, where with her and Joel going through the hotel. Where you have the bloater fight at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good one. I see. I I okay. Well, it'll be half that and half the very last scene in the entire game. Um, the very the ending scene that shows that they did have a conversation about forgiveness, and that's what that's the memory that Ellie held on to that allowed her to overcome the grief that she kept seeing of Joel's dead body, instead of. You know, strangling Abby to death. She thinks of, you know, a good memory of Joel 
which is the night that she told Joel that while she still has survivor's guilt because of what happened and that her life would have mattered, she wants to forgive him. She wants to, like, you know, make amends. But that never happens because obviously the next day he gets moited. But, yeah. And also just the whole thing in that hotel flashback where you don't know <laughs> that the bloater can't die and you have to start the animation of him ripping your head open <laughs> and then Joel saves you. I was like, that really surprised the shit out of me. That's also a very nerve wracking part on permadeath when you have that enabled because there's no indication that that bloater dies. So you're just like, well, I have no ammo and I've dodged and stabbed him a few times with my pocket knife. So... I'm just going to go in for a hug and hopefully it progresses to the next part. <laughs> yeah, that part was uh, in- insane. A lot of this game was insane. Uh, I guess I would say my favorite Abby part. And then I want to get into comments because we're at an hour 40. It's 5.02. We got to wrap this up. Um, I guess I would say it was more of a mechanic, mechanic gameplay section. Uh, I think it was part of uh seattle day two we slightly you we talked about this and i know you really like this when you're on top of the buildings and you have Mm. to go through and it's like abby has to face her fear of heights and how you're so fucking high up and like climbing these fallen like pieces of building just to get to another one and it and it was like intense like they yeah. make the vertigo all like messed up and like that's us i've never seen them do that oh, yeah. in a video game where a character would have vertigo i was getting like kind of like like playing the game it was if like if you allow her to stand in an edge long enough she will trip and fall oh, over. i did i tr- you told me that yeah. and i was like let me see this and yeah, because because ah. if you look down from a if you look down from a high altitude, the 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 point of view starts slowly creeping up towards the player, and then you see Abby's character model start huddling, like scrunching up and huddling in, and she starts shaking a little bit, and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's so crazy how they want to convey that this person has a fear of heights. Not knowing early in the game that it's going to pay off with the section you're talking about where she has to overcome it <laughs> to get across the skyscraper or fall to her doom. Yeah. And and just seeing that. It just it's because it's like you're seeing this character that you're supposed to have have weakness and like her faults. And, you know, it's just really cool that they they bring it into the mechanics, you know, like. A fear of heights. Like I played games. I don't. I can't name them. Where they're like, this character has a fear, but you see them like just doing shit anyway, and they don't really only focus. They only focus on it in the cutscenes, but like they like add into the mechanics like Allie's Abby's fear of heights, and I thought that was really cool. So th- that I know it's not a big scene or anything like that, but I thought that was I thought that was really cool. But and I don't. I I'm not gonna talk whole hole into it but i think it's just like the gameplay on it the scar island that i would say is probably my favorite it's a very epic section of the game um should we talk about the end real quick and then go into this comment that i found because i want we didn't really talk about how each other felt about this because this was also another thing a lot of people didn't like okay what what are you talking about what part the part where you're ellie you go through everything um 
And then you finally get to Abby and she is strung up to a pole off the beach. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna talk about that. Oh, if you because we didn't talk about the farm at all. That's that's all I was gonna say is like they tried to move on, they can't. And inevitably, Ellie going after Abby is what saves her because we've already said she gets taken hostage by the Rattlers and she's strung up on a beach to just basically die. And if if Ellie didn't go there, Abby would have died. But because Ellie went there, she lets them go and they have a fight. Ellie decides not to kill her. And then when we come back, you just see that the house is completely empty. Ellie, well, (laughs) it zooms in on Ellie's hand, missing the fingers that Abby bit off. So Ellie is never playing guitar again, which was the saddest part of the game for me. Forgot about the yeah. the guitar mechanic that that was also because yeah it's a subtle mechanic in this game because it's a thing that both Joel and Ellie were passionate about like in the first game he's like I'm gonna teach you how to play the guitar and then he does and it's in the game um and basically the end of the game is her trying to play the guitar then we have that little scene where it shows the night before Joel dies. Uh, Ellie went there to talk to him and basically said, you know, what you did was shitty because my life would have mattered. But and he's like, if I could have the choice to do it all over again, I would have done it the same exact way. And it's at that point where she's like, well, I can't ever forgive you, but I can try to learn to, you know, deal with it. And then Joel dies like the next day. Dies the next day. Here's a little hidden thing. People are like. Oh my God, well, she left Dina and JJ to go do that. And then she comes back and the house is empty. No one's there. But if you if you noticed it, when she got back to that house, the wound on her hands were completely healed. It wasn't like a brutal. It would have been much worse if she didn't like treat it. And, and she's wearing side. Dina's bracelet. Oh, she wasn't. She didn't have Dina's bracelet when she left, which means that she did go back to Jackson. And she's probably with Dina still. I don't know, because the fact that all her stuff was packed into one room. All the stuff, all the stuff that she was going to leave, all the stuff from like the music stuff that she gathered because of like her yeah, memories one of, them of was Joel. was a record that they found together, like Dina and her, the record that she, I don't know, she looked at it or something like that. Well, I don't know. I'm interpreting it that they got back together and it's happily ever after. No, so, I would yeah. hope, hope that too. But the the way that I took it was that like Dina was like, all right, well, fuck you. And uh, here's my bracelet. Here's my bracelet <laughs> for some reason. But if that's it, I don't know. Just the way that they set it up, because I know everybody wants happiness in this game, but there is no fucking happiness in this game. Well, that's why they left it a little. They left a little clue here and there, you know. Maybe they didn't. Maybe she just like, here, here's something, you know, we were through, went through a lot together. Here's my bracelet, you know, to help you heal and to get over it. I don't know. It's a good luck charm. But maybe. Who knows? We won't find out for probably another 11 years. 10, 10, 11. Um, well, on that one, probably seven. Maybe. Well, maybe shorter because I heard Naughty Dog was pretty brutal to the their workers on getting this done in time. 10 hour days, yeah. Yeah. Man, they really need to get a video game union, dude. <laughs> like the shit that those people go through to make like this insane piece of art. I want that game out quicker. You don't have a family anymore. Oh yeah, like damn. 
But uh, real quick before we wrap this up, um, I wanted to quickly. Wow, this is way longer uh, than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's because this game is way longer than the first game. No, like I mean, like people really fucking like wrote. Oh, jazz, books. Yeah. Like people on, are uh, people are upset how they felt. Like this one right here. This is the only one I'm gonna read because we're getting on to two hours. Um. And I'll stop at a certain point because it's very long. This game is a slap in the face to everyone that loved the first game. Do not buy this game. Save your money. The truth and context of this game is much worse than the leaks. Before I get into one of the worst stories ever, the gameplay is very average in today's modern gaming. That's bullshit. There are minor improvements from the first game and enemy AI is dumb as ever. No, anime AI is way fucking smarter in this game. There are more cutscenes in walking than actual gameplay. Spoiler alert: okay, they destroyed. Yeah, they destroyed all of your favorite characters. They dumbed down Joel's character on purpose to make him weak and stupid. You're barely Joel. Shut the fuck up. In the first game, he was very smart and had a ton of experience. He didn't trust a guy that was sick on the road. He chose to run him over. Later, we find out that the stranger on the road was not sick and it was all set up. They do everything in this game, making you dislike Joel and to continue to spit on him. They have trans female male. They have a trans female male shoot him in the leg. You're wrong. And torture him with a golf club for the first two hours of yeah, the game. Yeah, see, see, this is what I said to you before: is that the people that read the plot leaks and did all this bullshit didn't even understand. They saw the words transgender and they immediately assumed that a muscular <laughs> female character had to be the transgender character, when it, in fact it's not. Uh, there's one more part of this, and then I'll, I'll finish it. But that's true. It's it, that person never played no, this game, they, just they, so you know. No, yeah, it just seems like they, yeah. Ellie, Abby was not transgender and they totally like, you know, they, uh, they made Ellie unlikable and selfish. They made Ellie an unlikable and selfish human being. She kills everyone and continue to blame Joel for saving her life. She cared so much in saving humanity because, uh, she has the immunity, but instead she became a lesbian and chose not to reproduce. <laughs> Whoa, let that sink in. Oh my She's God. E- she even lets Abby, the one who tortured to murder Joel in front of her, get away with it. And then uh, I'm I'm just going to stop there because it just goes on. Uh, well, let me read this one part. She said, this game. Let's see. I just lost it. This game robbed everything from you just for shock value. Wow. Well, let's see. Fira's Potato uh, on Wiki. That's, I think, where this review came from. Fuck you, because you pretty much did not pay attention to the game at all. Like Joel said. It it doesn't seem like they even played the game, honestly. I called you Joel. (laughs) Like Josh just said. That's fine. That's fine, kiddo. And the fact that she's just like... they. They made her a lesbian. It's like, who gives a fuck? Like, what does that have to do with the game? It's her fault she won't reproduce. So I'd like to ask this person, like, so do you get upset when you play a video game and, like, they're, like, an alien is fucking your main character or something like that? Like, does that bother you? Interspecies relationships don't bother me, but no, no gay people. 
And I shouldn't Jesus use that as an example gay. because, like, <laughs> I'm not calling lesbians and stuff aliens or anything like that. But it's no, just you, like, you're just drawing the parallels between how ridiculous the yeah, concept it, it's is. It's just so like, so if you want to look up comments, that's mainly what you get. Like yeah, this a person bunch of actually losers who got mad about not playing a game. This person posted the same thing twice under a different name. Like it's it's fucking insane. Like yeah, well that goes into what we already talked about about how multiple people just went to downvote this game to make sure that it looked like it was scored by critics super low. And there's a perfect example: multiple profiles all posting the same thing, probably downvoting this game. But it didn't matter because this game won more awards than any other game. Motherfuckers. Yeah. So fucking suck it. Uh, cause like, and, and this was another thing I, I saw too, a lot of people complaining saying this one was a lot easier. Uh, if you've played the first one a hundred times, you're like the first time I played last of us, I had so much fucking trouble. Mm-hmm. I died a ton of times cause this is the first time I played the game. So you're obviously not going to have those hangups in the second game because you're used to the game. Like if somebody just picked this game up and then tried to kill people, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. But I just feel like you've mastered those skills already. So when I came in in this game, beast mode, like I was like, it was still hard. It was I, still hard. As I, I was really good at the last of us one. And then I played this and, you know, you, but I, you I think people are still it's... hanging up on the struggle of that. They had the first time they played the first one and wanted even like wanted that difficulty. Yeah, they wanted that challenge. But I don't know. I thought this game was pretty tough. Uh, if you're a hardcore gamer. I don't know. Make it so that no items spawn, and well, that's, go, just, that's impossible. Go through the game. How the fuck are you gonna do that? Huh? How the fuck would you play the game if no items yeah. spawn? You yeah. can't. You can't but, beat the but game. But if you want, yeah. But if you want to complain about how easy this game is, okay. Well, make it more difficult. They make it that so that you can do that. Yeah. There's a, a ton. Of, this is a, one of the first games that had an overwhelming amount of accessibility options, like especially for people that are, you know, light sensitive or, you know, colorblind or, you know, have depth perception issues like they made the game so they could play it. They also made it so you can modify it and make it way harder or way easier if you want, depending on the type of person you are and how you want to play a game. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the complaints about it being difficult. Yeah, I had part. I have trouble at some parts, but that's what playing a game's all about. You play it till you get good. Then when you get gooder, you're gooder enough to beat it. Gooder. You get gooder enough to beat that section. <laughs> I will say, here, here's the things I found wrong about this game. Because I know we're trying to wrap it up. The misleading marketing was a very upsetting to me. Um, I, I, I remember distinctly that scene in Seattle Day 1 where Jesse, like, is like, I couldn't let you do this on your own because I had just seen that trailer that shows Joel is the person that does that. And I was like, oh, that's fucking scummy. Intentionally misleading you. And yeah, another thing I will say is this game is very long. It's very, very long. It's probably double the length of the first game. I liked the length. I, I thought it was a good length. Yeah, you would say that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> No, I mean, I, I still love the game, but yeah, there's some va- and also some people just don't like games where you have to scavenge around everywhere in order to do anything. 
but I, I kind of have OCD, so I don't mind doing that. It I'm depends like, on if I'm you like, like, oh, I like crafting. I'm like, in- I like crafting this. Oh, there's some duct tape there, a little bit of alcohol. Take a little swig. There's <laughs> 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 a dirty rag that somehow I'm going to make a bandage out of. This game was awesome. To me, it was a, it was a home run. I, I want to play it again. Uh, I borrowed Josh's copy. I'm going to return it to him, and I'm going to buy it. You borrowed Jamie's coffee. Jamie's coffee. Who, cop, copy. And you know what's Thanks, funny? Jamie. Is he, he didn't know that I took it from his room. And uh, he's, he's going to first find out about it listening to this. So and he's probably going to look up and be like, hey, it's not on my table over there. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, I stole that before I went to the parents' house a month ago. He's going he's gonna to look up and be like, <laughs> China. <laughs> China. <laughs> it was China. So, so this was it. good good for me. And I already, jo- Josh, do you want to say how you feel feel about the game? I'm pretty sure I've conveyed that I highly enjoyed this game. Uh even though I just started playing it again just for the re- refresher before this podcast, I am going to beat the game again. Um even though I have newer games to play. <laughs> it's just it's just really good and it's uh yeah, I think it's a it's it like the first game. It does have some very important undertones, like the themes of trauma and processing grief, uh, which I think are important things to convey in video games. And yeah, I'll definitely play it again at some point. Um, but no, I don't think I like it better than the first game. I I think uh, the first game held, you know, it was it was a bigger deal for me. Um, but this game just is probably still a ten out of ten. Yeah, I think I think it's great. And if you disagree with us, you can always email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And if you have any uh, transgender, lesbian, hateful shit to say, keep that to yourself because I will delete your email. I, I really don't think we have anyone that listens that would say something like that. <laughs> if you want to listen to our backlog of movie reviews and video game discussions, you can visit our website. 8bitpod.com that's the number 8bitpod.com wait did you even say the email address yeah I did oh maybe I thought I did because I think you went off and you were just like yeah (laughs) I I don't know if you actually said it well I'm going to keep this all in (laughs) I I probably didn't say it but it's at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com that's the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com and just one more thing I just want to say, if you did not listen to our previous episode, please do so. We had a great conversation with our special guests, Sam Stair and Joe Meganaro from the Horror Squad podcast. It was really great that we had them on, and you should 100% make sure you check them out. Absolutely. I've been I've been listening to some of their stuff since we chatted with them, and uh, they, they do big things, and that's oh, they're, really cool. They're, they're fucking great. But on that note... I'm Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Joel Miller. <laughs> no, wait, I'm Ellie. <laughs> Andrew's Ellie. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. Oh, no, I'm in a lesbian relationship and people don't like it. <laughs> Please don't hate me. You guys know that there's infected eating people and you're like, no gay bad. No gay bad. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Good grief. Ellie. <laughs> Don't kiss that girl, Ellie. Seth will come after you. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, next week's movie will be 1982's Tron.